That's a Weeble electron, whereas that one over there, <laughs> that's, that's a, a wobble, wobble electron. <laughs> that's how quantum physics works. You can get the Weeble electron with the wobble electron and separate And them. don't even get me started on wobble strings. Hello, Internet, and welcome to the A to Z Horrorcast. This is the Career of the Top Podcast, brought to you by us over at A2ZHorror.com. I'm Jack, and sitting across from me is Jake. It's not the end of the world, Jack. It's just the end of the day. And sitting next to Jake is someone else who thinks it's just a cold, cold, cold day. It's Mark. Hello. It's 100 Four. degrees outside right now. But it's cold in a different way, you <laughs> okay. know? I mean, yeah. Things are dark. <laughs> I was actually going to go with a different quote, but considering the conversation we just had off air, I had to go with this one. <laughs> it's, oh, dude. It's I was existentially do cold. I was going to do uh, another guy who doesn't think there's any jokes in the Bible, but that felt too inflammatory and mean to Mark and slanderous. So I yeah, mean, we haven't we haven't steered away from slander in the past. Yeah, so. it's Mark's weekend. You can slander him. <laughs> yeah, but I'm happy to slander you by calling you like a murderer or, you know, a abuser, all sorts of horrible stuff, but not pro-religion. Good point. How Good dare point. he? We draw a line. We have lines and we don't cross them. <laughs> and on that note, a man's got to have a code. For those of you unfamiliar with our Crackerjack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. And this week, we watched 2008's Pontypool, which was a jack pick, and we will dive all the way into that real soon. And when we do, fair warning, we're going to spoil the absolute nonsense out of it. And hey, we do have a Patreon going, but we're not where your money should be going. So as it has been for a month now, all of our Patreon proceeds are going to go to Planned Parenthood. Uh, so you can go to patreon.com slash A-T-O-Z horror. Support the show at your level of choosing. Get some cool perks for your troubles. The $10 patrons will be receiving coasters in the next couple of weeks here. Um, so that's exciting. Uh, official A to Z horror coasters. Um, and you can know your money's going somewhere better than our dumb asses for people who really need it and people who do. Wait. <laughs> for people who really need it, and God knows people do. There you go. Jake, you're laughing it at made, me. It made I'm sense. Ha- <laughs> I liked it. They do. Jack, if you don't laugh, you're going to cry, man. I don't know what to say. Uh, I, I think that's very fair. If you need a little escapism, hopefully you can have some fun with us in the horror world for at least the next little bit. And boys, you know what that means. It's time to do the drunk part, so let's go. Let's do beers for fears. Hey, Mark. Hello. What are your beers for these fears? Well, you know, I really wish you had done a lot more of that in your best Grant Mazzy Radio Land radio voice, because I am drinking Radio Brewing Company's Call Sign IPA. This is a Neither Coast IPA. So I'm hitting it on every front. The name of the brewery? Radio. The name of the beer? Call Sign, which they happen to be at Radio 660, the Sentinel? The something or other? We'll get back to that. I the beacon. That. No. I forget. The I saw beacon? I think they're the beacon. The beacon. I have no idea. I don't remember. I also don't have a good radio I, I watched this movie like two weeks ago, it feels like. KLSY. I did watch this movie two weeks yeah. ago. We've... I watched this movie last night. <laughs> there you go. We <laughs> needed somebody. a bit of a break. Uh, and of course, neither coast. This is set in Ontario, which is kind of smack dab in the middle of a lot of things, but not on a coast, so... I like it's it very much, Lake Mark. Ontario. That might be one of the best Beer for Fears selections we've ever had, Thank frankly. you, thank you. Where I'm is that brewery from? You. This is from Kellogg, Idaho. They're the same people who did Idaho Sexy that Kellogg. I drank a little while ago. Mm-hmm. Well, Mark, I went a different direction. I couldn't find uh, a movie that was particularly good to beer this with, so I went for the only drink featured in whatever. the film. Boys, what do I have here? Coffee? A Chemex full of coffee. You're Irishing with coffee up. Yep. I am having an Irish coffee, and it is delicious. One of the best beverages going. I'm very pleased. You think one of the Um, best beverages in general is an Irish coffee? I mean, for just as like something nice to sip on in the afternoon. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Why not? I I would go there if it's cold out, but you live in Hawaii. Yeah, I like hot coffee in the heat. 
Yeah, I don't know. I do too. I mean, I drink and hot coffee in the heat. Something about something about hot drinks has never have never really warmed me up. Or like they'll warm me up if I'm cold, but if I'm already hot, they don't overheat me. And there's always yeah. some pedantic jerk who will claim that hot drinks like tell your body it's hot so it starts the cooling process, right? So you you cool off better by drinking a hot drink in the summer and a cold drink in the winter. I have never heard that argument before. That's a real I've thing that people say? Yeah, it's definitely a thing people, people say. People say it. Yeah. Yeah. Are you just saying that you said that before? No, I don't even yourself believe it. A pedantic I don't think. jerk? You don't I, don't, I mean, I am pedantic, <laughs> but I don't think I believe it. I don't know. I haven't thought about it that much. Jake, what are your beers for these beers? Jesus Christ, man. Um I have a beer by who the fuck makes this? <laughs> Equilibrium Brewery. They're from Middletown, New York. This is Wavelength IPA. Uh, kind of speaks for itself. It's similar to Mark's, except I didn't find that radio call sign. Delta. Yeah, it's like Mark's, but worse. <laughs> I, yeah, kind of. I liked it though. I liked it until it I. Good. I liked it until I heard Mark's. It's still yeah, it's, re- it's related to the movie in the same way. It is. We're talking about sound waves and radios and wavelengths and speaking and how the virus travels via language. Wavelength. Get on my wavelength, Jack. Yeah, I like it. But boys, drinking beers and watching Pontypool isn't the only thing we've done over the course of the last week. And ordinarily, we tell you about the other stuff that's been rocking our horror worlds. But as we record this, it is June 30th of 2022. So we got to do the horror release roundup, or HRR uh, for short. For July. For July. (laughs) Thank you. I I had to burp. Okay. That's what happens when you drink hot drinks, Jack. (laughs) Everybody, I just, I drink coffee and I can't stop burping. That's how it goes. <laughs> it's a problem that a lot of people have. So you can head over to A-T-O-Z-Horror, nope, A-Z-Horror.com, uh, and check out the complete list of movies we could find coming out in July of 2022, and a blurb about each of them linked to the trailers. But here on the podcast, we're just going to kind of talk about a couple of noteworthy ones, and I think there's a, for the first time in a while, guaranteed universal top one this yep. month. Yup. Yeah, because nope is coming out this month. No, yup. But the movie's called Nope. Let's just start talking about that one then. Can yeah. we just do that? It it looks so fucking. Good. I just if, look. I'll, I'll say this: if we're if this is the first time you're hearing about it, then I'm very confused about what world you're living. I'm in. I'm also like happy for you. <laughs> like, yeah. don't watch yeah. the trailer. Just go watch it. <clears throat> yeah, it's gonna be great. And try not to be too upset by the name. I still don't like the name. I mean, we'll see if it has. Like, any I get it. Meaning. Every movie. I mean, probably like every. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I was good. I was just getting ready to say every movie makes is one word, and that's not true. It's not fucking true at all. I don't know because "Get Out" is two words. It They're is. all very short, punchy, monosyllabic. But uh, I "Get don't Out" know. is not monosyllabic. Get well, well each word in "get." Words e- yeah, each oh, word I is see. monosyllabic. <laughs> but there's two words, so I don't know. I don't like the name. Whatever. But the movie looks fucking awesome. Yeah, the trailer's I'm so cool. Kind of not happy. I watched the trailer that is on our post, listeners. Uh, so I think it's the same trailer that uh, it's a little more expanded, or I just wasn't paying attention to a couple points where it's more obviously beep the word out here type movie. Uh, I could have not saw, seen that and been okay with it. Oh, but that's fine. I'm gonna go watch it. We're gonna watch it, Mark. Yeah. We need to probably Guaranteed. figure out. How to see I think this is only a theatric, yeah. theatrical release one, at least for a few weeks. We yes. need to go to theater this one. Tis. Yeah. This is a it's theater worth, one. It's worth a theater trip, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, either way, guaranteed top one. So let's talk about what else is interesting. I think we can also get Stranger Things season four, part volume two, out out right out of can the way. Can you up call top. it a volume if there's just two episodes? That's still a volume. 
I mean, it's I roughly no the same length as the first <laughs> half of the volume, or the first. No, volume. the first half of the volume was like twelve hours, ten hours, or something. So yeah, it's this about is another the same length, five right? hours. So it's too much. It's too many hours, <laughs> it's, guys. It's as long. I this is what I had in my little blurb because I started thinking about whether or not we should just include it in, like, just other things coming out, right? Not do a full write up on it, and then I realized that it was as long as the next three movies on the list combined. So I was yeah. like, eh, okay, yeah, this is probably enough content to include, and we should write about it. I still haven't started season four. I am on the final episode of season three. Whoa, you powered Actually, you watch those really quick. They are so easy to binge, and hot take, flaming hot take, guys. Season three is the best season of Stranger Oh, the first Things. three? Yeah. Hmm. Season three is great. Like you, I, I remember being way more up on season three than you guys when it first dropped. I think I was way more up on it than you. We were arguing uh, about it that one day at the Twilight Criterium. I think I really liked season two. Season two sucks. Maybe I, I don't didn't. like season two. What's what happens in season two? Which one's that? Like nothing. That's the one where uh, Will is still sort of he's in the hospital a lot, and it has um, fucking Rudy, whatever his name is, Sean Astin. As Bob, he's the highlight. He's the highlight of the whole thing. I, and then they have like the demodogs running around, and there's tunnels underneath the ground. Yeah, I like that season. I don't know if I like it more than three. Though. It has the worst pairings of the characters, other than Dust. That's where Dust and Steve. Yeah, come I was gonna from. say. And I three, like Dust three and is Steve. Peak Hopper, and Hopper is my favorite part of the show. Yeah, season three is just Hopper being completely unhinged, running around. Yeah, fat that's a little a, much. In a that Hawaiian is a little shirt. much. That is a little it's much. It's so great. No, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> Is that because you're running around all in a lather in a Hawaiian shirt all the time? Most of the time. Is okay. Hopper your dad? <laughs> Frankly, he looks like Hopper. <laughs> I mean that as a compliment, Jack. He's a handsome man. I appreciate man. it. Hey, yeah. I'm, I'm a big fan of Hopper. So yeah, season four, part two comes out on July 5th, I think. It, yeah. it looks like the first here. Do we have that wrong? Oh, it might be the first. I don't know. That's tomorrow. I'm going off. By the, the time you hear, yeah, no, Mark, look, it, look, it, look, it look, comes look, out look. at midnight Pacific time. Okay, so it will be out tonight. a few hours from now. Yeah. So, listener, uh, it's out. It's out. this is now. This is coming out three weeks from now. So I'm it's sure out. you've already watched it. <laughs> yeah, it was going to come out at the end of fucking July. We, we have a couple in the can yes. already. This is yeah, not Jack's so. fault. We're on a good schedule. We're just we have a few in the can. The summer is busy. Yeah, exactly. Um, let's see. I also want to call out, there's a couple of really interesting ones. This is Guar. I want to talk about this is Guar. Oh, so we're not doing our dark horses. We're just doing our, we're just doing our talk about ones. Okay. I don't know how this works anymore. Jack, you're our formatteer, dude. (laughs) We changed formats. It's all confusing. You can tell me where we're going, Jack. Should I talk about this is Guar? Let's go to Dark's horse. Okay. Talk about other stuff. I want to talk about Guar too. It's okay, buddy. Okay. Dark horse for me is She Will. Uh, this is the one that is Dario Argento and it stars Malcolm McDowell and has one of the producers of, um, fuck, it's not uh, of like Babadook and uh, what was there? Nightingale. Nightingale. Yeah, but, not but not Jennifer Kent. But not Jennifer Kent. Not Jennifer Kent. Yeah. Um, I did look into the lady's name and Have she... either of you seen The Nightingale? No. I'm still no. not, wa- I cannot get in the mood to watch The Nightingale because that's a heavy Yeah, I've heard thing. it's, I've heard it's a, quite a difficult one. Yeah. Um, Charlotte Colbert is the name of the actual producer who's across all these movies, and she also did uh, that witch movie that came out a little bit ago called You Will Not Be Alone that right. got pretty high praise. I don't think any of us have seen it, Mm-mm. though I think, Jake, you are contractually obligated to watch it because you lost one of the Beers for Fears. Um, but anyways, I heard very good things about that. If this team... I mean, Malcolm McDowell is just good in everything he does, but if Dario Argento does witch things that I like a lot and she does witch things that I like a lot and they're teaming up to do another witch thing, I'm probably going to like it a lot. I don't know how involved he is. No, I don't either. But, it, but I mean, it's a Dario Argento presents. He's putting his name on it, and that doesn't seem like something he does a lot Yeah, with. I agree with that. I 
look, I'm interested in it too. In the write up, I just said like obviously uh nope is the movie so i actually gave my top one to this one i think the floor for this looks exceptionally high this is the and in addition when we were going through the month's releases this was the first after a long list of releases this month that really struck me as like okay this could be something special it looks more than competently done it looks like it will be excellent and your tolerance for slow burn, boring movies is way higher than yeah. Me. I I I will say I don't love the period thing typically. Right. Uh, me but that said, I think that it the slow burn element of it is going to outweigh the periodness of it. If that makes sense. But like, that's the more why, slow burn, chiller horror thing is going to outweigh the fact that it's a period piece. Right. That's why I have it in Dark Horse because yeah. I need that balance to be a lot more in the favor of an entertaining movie than than you do, who more appreciates atmosphere and slow burn actually it's not even a period piece uh but it's there, there, are, el- there are elements of it elements. i think there, yeah, it's, it is it is like modern listener it's not a period period piece it's just there are old people involved and it takes place at a manor yeah <laughs> so <laughs> not a period piece but has some some trappings i suppose yeah. looks fucking great it's very fancy absolutely yeah. jake what about you what's your dark horse pick uh my dark horse pick is incantation um, uh, mine was too, but I'll talk about a different one. But yeah, go. Yeah, fly. I mean, I really like the trailer first and foremost. It starts in a very weird way with just kind of like those brain visual optical illusion style puzzles. I don't really know what you call them. Do you just call them optical illusions? <laughs> I think um, just optical illusions. Yeah, I, it starts with a couple of those, and I thought that was really weird. Didn't know where it was going to go, and then turns out it's. I think this is Taiwanese. Uh, it had a whole it arc to it. Yep. Yeah, it's ta- <laughs> it's it's a Taiwanese like found footage thing. Uh, but this this looks like it's gonna be kind of bonkers, hopefully, but also in a chilling found footage way. Netflix. This is coming to Netflix on the eighth. Uh, so two weeks ago, when you hear this, <laughs> um, yeah, I I would say Netflix has a pretty solid track record of bringing international horror films to its service. So if I mean, it has a Definitely. pretty spotty record overall of putting things out, but typically, at least from what I've seen, is stuff. I mean, they have a pretty good pipeline coming in from, like, East Asia. Yeah. So anything you see on there from, uh, you know, Korea, Japan, uh, they have a couple Chinese things on there that I honestly haven't watched, but I've heard some okay things. And if this is, you know, Taiwanese, then that's going to be in, this, in the same pipeline. So yeah. I, I have high hopes for the, what they the got The wiggling steak, the wiggling piece of meat in this really freaked me out. I, there's some disturbing That was imagery. weird. Uh, well, yeah. it, that was actually one of the... It's not a big reason why it's Dark Horse. Dark Horse, because I don't know if it's going to come together as like a unit, but it seems like it might just be throwing shit out there to make you visually uncomfortable. Like the trypophobia thing is there yeah. are plenty of scenes. They hit the, the trypophobia thing very in the trailer hard. where it's like, look at this body part that has all those holes in it. It's like, fuck off. I, I don't know. Whatever. If someone's really nothing to do with what's going on, some lady just has holes in her arm. I think it's going to have something to do with what's going on. I certainly hope so. But it just my wife has trypophobia so feels, bad. It, it feels a little like graspy. Puke. That feels a little graspy to me. So we'll have to see how it goes. But it still looks interesting. And it's on fucking Netflix. Like, I'm going to watch it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Well, Jake, I picked Incantation as well. But instead of Incantation, I'll talk about Blackwood. <laughs> uh, yeah. This is a horror western. Yes. Uh, I think it's also there's a monster in the in the 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 eponymous Blackwood, and there uh, appears there appears to be. Yeah, I don't know. It seems 
I don't know. The the description of the trailer claims it's telling the story from a Native American woman's perspective, but then I watched the trailer and it's very clearly from all the white guys' perspective, and she's just kind of in it very little. Maybe that's a trailer. We don't know how anything. that's cut. Yeah. I don't know. We don't know. Um, but I very much hope that they do the Native American stuff um very well, and that there were Native people in the white writers' room and producers' room, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. If they do, this kind of looks awesome, and the monster stuff looks real cool. I couldn't really and get over the fact that it just made me want to watch Bone Tomahawk again. I don't I mean, ever want to watch that movie again. Bone Tomahawk's amazing. I don't want to I watch love it again. That movie. I can't. I, having the thought of having to watch that again makes me uncomfortable. Well, we have another draft <laughs> coming up here. Don't, pretty we soon. already did this, man. I'm not. We're definitely <laughs> We've not. We've watched it like four times yeah. on the podcast. Yeah, we. Point. Yeah, that's one of the. <laughs> yeah, wasn't that one of our original Lost episodes that we had to go back and redo? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we had two separate podcasts. One of them came out. <laughs> Not doing it again ever. Either way, uh, it's also looks beautifully shot and is clearly filmed in the Mountain West. I can't tell if it's Colorado or Montana, but it it's beautifully shot. Or Wyoming. I, or Wyoming. I, Utah, if I had to, but... if I was a betting man, I'd guess Montana because Montana film board stuff. Yep, as we, that'd be my guess as well. As but, we wait, it was you know, Montana, right? Yes. Our buddy for, uh, from yep. Idaho <laughs> Horror Film, Film Festivals Festival. of Yore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Montana. It's they probably little... fucking filmed in California. <laughs> probably, yeah. yeah. Could have been. Didn't didn't look like it to me, but California's a very big state with a lot of mountains. Filmed in New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> the mountains of Hunger. Either way, what else do we want to hit on, boys? There's Guar! This is Guar. Okay, let's talk about this. Okay, go. Okay, fine. This isn't... Wait, are you, t- are you tired of this movie, or are you just tired of my enthusiasm for this movie? He was immediately I'm, tired. I don't... I don't care about Guar. Oh, neither do I, but I care about this documentary <laughs> because it immediately opens up with Weird Al Yankovic and a cavalcade of other celebrities that I fucking love. And <laughs> the fact that they're doing a testimonial to Guar, which isn't which is in and of itself something that I've found impenetrable and inscrutable, but will now be unpacked in a 90-minute digestible not assault on my senses where I'm not getting sprayed by blood and mucus. Yeah. Yeah. I like yeah. that. So that's that's fine. Guar has always been performance. Like I, I don't yeah. like any performance art really. Performance art is not for me. And Guar took performance art and just said the same thing, but gross. Double knot in it, and then maxed me. it out. Yeah, took that extreme past yeah. where you would think you could go with it. Yeah. So I've never been interested in any of it, and I'm not really interested in the documentary because I don't. Well, if you're not interested in it, it's hard to be interested in the documentary of it. That's you well, Mark would you, seem no, to Jack, disagree Jack, with that. Jake, 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 Jack just doesn't get <laughs> Jesus. it. Jesus, did you just I, fuck that up and save it? Really? No, well? I was gonna say that to Jack, and then I thought it would be more condescending if I actually just said it as an aside to you that he could hear but not respond. It is. To. You're right. That is more condescending. Yeah, so I switched mid. Okay. Cool. Mid-sense. Cool. Cool. I'm glad we went with the greater degree of condescension. Jack is Jake. Jake is Jack. <laughs> yeah sure uh i am also going to be watching this i'm not really like someone who will seek out guar's product as a performance art or band oh yeah neither am i i can't make that, that clear clear yeah, yeah. enough i do not like guar but <laughs> i don't know shit about i'm it. interested in it uh i think the more interesting thing to me too is that so guar is from richmond virginia which is it's kind of strange but it's a city that i some I, I frequent Guar or Guar. Fuck. I frequent Richmond. I'm there like once a year. It's Guar City. It's near where my wife is from and they have great breweries, so we usually go down there and pay a visit. Gua, there's a bar there called Guar Bar. And I it's been on my list to go there and see what that's about for years. And every time I get to Richmond, we always end up freaking out and going to all these different breweries and we never get there. I am hopeful that this will make that stick on my list. So the next time I go I can check out what that's all about. Because Guar Bar Sounds like a hell of a trip. 
I mean, it sure does. Sounds like an experience, to say the least. I want to talk about Moloch. Moloch, Mol- the Moloch, po- the bog mummy movie. Bogs and mummies. This looks awesome. I had I no idea. I didn't know that I needed a bog mummy curse movie. Bogs are scary. So are bog bogs mummies. Are scary. Bog mummies. Mummies are, are not scary. M- bog mummies are creepy looking, dude. Their 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 manner of preservation is unique, and I find it unsettling well yeah that part's true like you slip into a bog and something touches your ankle and you reach down yeah that like would person. be very creepy no, and just terrifying like what the what the bog mummy looks like what they look like you okay. know like the famous bog mummy guy that's what these are modeled after and they look really good the props really are killing it yeah the props the props did look really good in this one yeah i liked it i i don't know about the movie itself but i i will probably watch it i don't think i'll be this fir- one coming I out i can't remember first. Uh, it's coming out on Shutter on the twenty first. Oh hell yeah! So this is an easy one to watch. Yeah, yeah. This will probably be heavily on our featured list. Yes, I'm sure I'll watch it just because I'll turn on Shutter and it's it will probably be on the like intro scroll thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. It will be thrust upon me because I will not change it off of whatever it tells me to watch when I first sign in. Uh, I rarely do. <laughs> one more, uh, and then I think I'm done for this month. Wow. Um, is Gone in the Night, yeah. which is the oh, yeah. Winona Ryder. And Sean Gallagher Jr. They seem to be featuring Winona Ryder more heavily, so I am inclined well, to He's gone that. in the night, Mark. Yeah. Spoiler alert. Yeah, JGJ might be gone in the night within the first 15 minutes, yeah. but Winona Ryder is then looking for him throughout the rest of the movie. I mean, you you put those two names on a poster, I'm, I'm going to be pretty excited for it, regardless of what the theme is. So Yeah, it looks pretty good. That one comes out kind of in the middle of the month as a pretty limited, limited release, and then I think it's going to be larger... It's going to be available in a larger format on in like the beginning of August. So you might have to wait just a little bit to see this one by the time this comes out, but probably not too long. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. I'm I, I got nothing else to talk about, Jake. Any others? I have two. On? Yeah, I have two that I want to mention really Whoa. briefly. I'll, I'll, I'll Amityville in space. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's the natural. It's the next place for it, right? <laughs> if you're gonna do something with Amityville, you might as well just throw that fucking house I, into space. And they then already went through nuke time. it into a black hole. Usually you do space and then time. We've now talked about the Amityville in space movie. Are you happy? No. I'm not. I'm not happy it exists. Uh, no, one of the two that I want to talk about is called Glass House. I don't know if either of you were intrigued by this. It comes out on July 12th. It's a VOD release. Is this the fairy tale one? Yeah. Yeah, this uh, it is. This is this is this one's interesting to me. I don't know how it's gonna land, but it's shot in a very haunting, ethereal way. That's at least how it looks. And I like the idea of this family kind of hunkered down in this literal greenhouse. Uh, Protecting themselves from the shred. The shred. The disease that makes you forget things. It looks like it could be, <laughs> it looks like it could be interesting. Yeah, absolutely. I will pay more attention to how it does. If I hear nothing else about it and forget about it, then we'll know all we need to know, I think. But exactly. Hopefully, I, I hear something. More. I do like that they wrote the, the movie its own nursery run. That is what it ends on. That is kind of yeah. cool, huh? Yeah. Yeah. And then the last one is what in the hell? Resurrection. This one looks interesting to me as well. This is more of a thriller. Bad name. Uh, yeah, the, it's totally forgettable name, right? But Rebecca Hall uh, playing, it feels like a kind of similar role to what she did for Nighthouse. But I'm interested in watching her have to go through all the psychological ups and downs roller coaster of this situation where apparently some person from her past kind of like reenters and she starts to lose her order and touch on reality uh i'm sure there's more to it than that but this looks like an interesting one it comes out right at the end of the month july 29th looks like a limited theatrical run might check yeah. it out i like tim yeah, roth definitely. too sure i mean yeah. that dude can bring some chops to basically anything. It, it seems like it is going to be a totally competent movie that might be good um yeah. i just don't know how hoary it'll be we'll see might be whorish it'll be intense 
It will certainly be intense. And that's this month. A lot coming out. Some are good. A lot aren't. I kind of feel like a lot of movies may have been cutting a wide berth around Nope. For yeah. sure. I mean, you'd be smart to do so yeah. if it's a theatrical release. That's all. what I was going to say. Like, it's almost you're playing in two different areas at this point. So I don't know. But yeah, I mean, I Nope is what carries the day for sure. Well, so. and then if you're coming out as like a straight to straight to video release, then you're competing with the end of Stranger Things. So yeah, it's not a good month. Kind of a tough month for people to put stuff <laughs> yeah. out. Yeah. Let's go to the feature presentation. <laughs> Over at AZHorror.com this week, we watched 2008's Pontypool. Now, I picked this movie, and I picked it because, one, I hadn't seen it, and it's been on my list for a long time, and then also, uh, a couple months ago, I got pretty interested in whether there were any horror movies about um, the uh, like mass psychotic events uh, kind of stuff, yeah. depicting those things, and I think it was actually Ty on Twitter who pointed me towards this one, and also Googling it, this one pops up. Now, I will say, that's wrong, that's not what this is about, or at least... I mean, even if it is, this isn't at all what I was trying to get out of the mass psychology. Uh, the play, I was looking how for. this manifests is different than I think what all of us were talking about. But I mean, it, it, it's not wrong. I don't think we know no, enough no, no, about not. it to say whether or not it is or is not definitively. You got to watch the sequel for that one. Is there a sequel? No, it's being made. I think there might have been something was made. Something is also it's, it's been in development in for development. a decade. Yeah, <laughs> something else is happening. I don't fucking know. Maybe there's more in the book. Jack, you read the fucking book. I didn't, but it's on my list now. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Pontypool changes everything. I've got that yeah. reserved at the library. Actually, I don't have it reserved. I have it on their list of books to get because they didn't have it. Something called Dreamland, which is a spinoff, was released in 2019. I know nothing about it. I'm sure it's good. Yeah. And then they're they're uh, making a direct sequel, apparently. But like Jack said, it's been in uh, development for a while. Yeah. Um, either of you boys seen this before? I had not. No, it had been on my list. Actually, we famously, I would have chosen this had you not had it on your list, and this was like the first Very thing Very famously, Mark. Um, this has been on my list to watch for a long time because it seemed like a super interesting concept. I didn't really know anything about it other than that it was a zombie movie, but the methodology of the zombie, sp- whatever, hordes spreading and multiplying was not your typical thing. That was essentially the entire pitch that I got for this movie, and I knew nothing else. How'd you know about that, even? I Some of it was from when you told me about it, because yeah. I, I also used to format all of the cutting room stuff that we used to do, and you wrote it up for that. Yeah, I and watched this a long time ago. The I've other part of it, I think, is just from random bits of things that I've heard around the internet. So yeah. I, I managed to stay don't. mostly unspoiled on it, but That's I really good. wanted to watch it. I don't know how many years it's been, but I, I saw it once... It was a cutting room thing back in the day when that existed, and that's my history with it. I haven't seen it in three or four years, probably. I will say it's been historically very hard to find. This is the first time through where it was actually, like, available. And still, in order to actually get it, you have to watch it through, like, IFC film subscription or AMC Plus. AMC Plus, sure, whatever. Hmm. One One of those ones. Just remember to just remember just to cancel harder. your free trial, listeners. I don't remember how I saw it the first time. I didn't feel like it was hard. It no, was it used it was out there for a long time. I actually yeah. feel like it was on Netflix for a long time. I never saw it. Maybe. I don't and remember. then it went away and just stayed away. It wasn't on anything. And I don't know I'm, if there's just like weird channels for Canadian movies that could uh, to get distributed or whatever, but it never showed up. Huh. All right. Well, I picked this movie, boys, and that means I'm going to have to hit us with a 30-second plot synopsis. I'm going to hope that 30 seconds are on the goddamn clock. Remember when you used to try to dodge this every week? 
I do. You really it grown. was fun. That was a fun bit. You've really grown. Thank you. Yeah, you know. Grant Mazzy is kind of a conservative shock jock radio host guy. He takes a job at the small Canadian town of Pontypool. Uh, he's working the like early, early morning uh, shift, uh, radio shift, alongside two women who are his engineer and producer. They start reporting on crazy stuff happening in town. Their weather guy or traffic guy or whatever starts to get eaten. Shit goes awry. There's zombies. <laughs> Turns out the zombies propagate via language. People babble nonsense things, and then they babble nonsense things right back, and cure themselves Time. over the radio. I think you'll find that they don't cure themselves over radio as much as they get firebombed into nothingness, but <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, sure. But there's a hopeful part before that. Yeah, where he's just screaming nonsense <laughs> into a microphone. It's, yeah, this movie is uh, very uninterested in explaining to you how the, uh, this thing actually works and if they did anything to solve it. <laughs> they do just, well, they clearly don't do enough to solve it because the outro credits are just and this town is then dead, and this town is now also overrun, and it's making its way toward Toronto. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> but and don't let it get to England. God save the queen. I don't know if it would be, like, could it even penetrate into, like, pikey speak? <laughs> into the- that's a good question. <laughs> that's, not, that's not English, Mark. <laughs> that's a good question. It's adjacent. Like, how does, it, how does it interact with languages that are very close to English? Like what if yeah, it, the movie's un, uninterested in any of those questions? Okay, yeah. <laughs> There's on, someone man. who speaks Afrikaans, you know, in the background. They're just like, I think I'm fine. They speak Zeph. <laughs> <laughs> they just listen to dubstep and speak Zeph. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what do we do now? We do what in the fuck? Subtronus <laughs> for this fits into except zombie because I'm taking that one. Foreign Canadian. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's foreign if you're American. I do. I we should just have uh, a little bullet point, a sub sub genre of foreign under that's just Canadian. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> rude, right? Isn't that kind of rude? I feel like that's rude. I, don't I think know. that's like, it's different from regular foreign. Honestly, it's just I feel like, like that's kind of it with this one. I can't think of it's another thing that this fits. I into. mean, is there like a type of one that's just like fishbowl? No. Okay. Don't but that's kind of what this is, Don't right? It's it. a bottle episode of a yeah, movie. It, it is. Yeah, it's a whole movie that is just a bottle episode, very similar to like Scare Me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's a very small movie. Very small, very theatrical. This could easily be a play. 100%. Could be a play, yeah. yeah. That'd be fucking awesome. It'd be I mean and on that Holy note, did shit. you did you read about like the radio element to this? Like there was a radio play that was created? No. It's like basically War of the Worlds. But they and well, they name checked War like, of the Worlds in the movie. Yeah, and they and they created like a a radio play of it. I almost thought it out. Uh, I read about it, and that's as far as I got. But how do you even seek out a that radio exists? Play. It's you like just 50... have to watch it on YouTube. Oh, Mark, there's a whole websites that have compilations of MP3s. I love those like old radio dramas, like Escape. And I listen to a shitload of those as I'm falling asleep. Okay. Anyway, I'll, I'll send you. I'll send you some links, buddy. I got tons of them. <laughs> oh yeah, my inbox overfloweth with your links. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, apparently that exists. It's like a sub hour long, so they obviously made some some changes to make it fit more of that format, but there's a readout like a War of the Worlds style thing, and that sounds really cool to me. I mean, you could basically take the parts of this where they're on the radio and just use that. That's not what they did, That'd though. Be it. Like, there's yeah. even a different ending, I guess. I don't Does know. it make sense? I don't know. Okay. Probably not. I mean, fuck. Did you watch this? I think I kind of normally... This doesn't make sense. <laughs> it doesn't make sense at all, and I am 100% okay with that, I guess, to get into what the movie does, right? Can we just do that? 
Oh, okay. oh I'm done this with subgenres. Yeah, me too. Okay, this isn't necessarily what I had in the way the movie does right, but I, I will say this at the top. I'm usually the guy, although I think our stances have evolved largely over the course of this whole podcast thing. I am traditionally the one who says, I want it clearly defined for me what your intent with the storyline is. Don't leave it ambiguous. I hate that type of bullshit. I don't know if I would necessarily say they left it ambiguous from the character's standpoint here, but just no. from the like Not modality of the zombie virus that's happening. Uh, and I thought I was actually fucking smitten with the way they did all that stuff. Because I think it works perfectly for two people, two and a half people, trapped inside of a radio Doctor, station. is he the half person? Well, he's only there for half yeah, a okay, movie. I'm just making sure. And then he fucking, he comes in through a window and then runs back a out a window. window. Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. It's like a Beatles song. Um <laughs> But, you know, if you are just a shock doc, uh, shock jock radio DJ that occasionally gets calls from people who are slowly losing their sanity, like, you probably wouldn't have a great grasp on what the fuck is going on. Yeah. So, I don't know. I thought, I, I kind of like how I, Well, I think you're kind of getting at, like, the movie's general level of concern with it. Like, the piecing together of it is within the context of kind of what I feel this character would do with it with yeah. that information and that works for me it's very that. That, that works for me yeah it all works right up until Ooh, remember what segment you're in Ooh, well but this I just, is free-flowing we're just having a conversation it in man. does right but i kind of disagree with all of it in does right because at the end he disagrees with everything uh, i did not like oh it's gonna the, be another episode where seems... jack and i disagree with each other heavily <laughs> the movie seems to indicate that he did solve the the language thing and just calling a word a different word they get bombed dude the zombiness they get, and that they get sucks. bombed they get bombed he get negates bombed. it in in one case they get full on cloverfielded yeah and there's a very good uh they they do a good enough job explaining that this is spreading rapidly and unabated to all these other towns like the english language is not doing well the english language speaking parts of the world are not doing well yeah Everybody else is Either chilling. Way, I, I do like the way that up until that point I identified, it is very much just like you don't really know what's going on. They have theories, and it's it's very well done up until that end for me. I like but, it. So I, like, I, <clears throat> I mean, like, I, he- I hear what you're saying. It's like dumb. Like the whole kill is kiss, kiss is kill thing is kind of too schmaltzy for me. But <laughs> I do love the entire idea of this thing spreading through language and having It's to- very cool. And having That's why I'm to very excited to read the book. Deconstruct what language is in order to defeat the virus and using that thing that we've all done a million times where you say the same word over and over and over again until it loses all meaning and that then prevents the word from taking over your mind or whatever is happening here. I like let's I be- love that. It's just not fully fleshed out enough. Yes, but let's be clear, because I have a feeling we're gonna say this a thousand times. Not a virus. A doctor would not call this a virus. <laughs> doctor- virus is a microbe. Well, I mean, you know, it's a metaphorical virus. Yes, Jack. But he's a physical doctor. Okay, fine. What when, what am I allowed to call this thing? What are we calling a plague? Let's call it a plague. We we can call it a virus. We're we calling can call it a it, virus. I mean, it, it's it's a meme is what it is. Um, but we can call it a virus yeah. as long as we Fair. accept that it isn't a virus. But I'm happy to call it a virus. Uh, yeah, I it's a virus. People's Hey, remember how at the beginning of the episode you said you were pedantic? Yeah, that's that's what this is. <laughs> I didn't say I was. I said I was pedantic, in fact. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Listener, yeah. I have a cold that I still am kind of getting over, so I keep, I'm sorry if you keep hearing me cough off my Stop head. doing it. It's not okay. Uh, let's talk about Grant Mazzy. That dude, while uh, he represents a lot of what's wrong with uh, what happened to terrestrial radio and why it all sucks now. Um, terrestrial radio. In terms of fear-mongering like and... It. 
That's what it's called. I know. It's um, funny. In terms of NPR's fear-mongering good. and the right-wing talking points. But he nails the part. Uh, they, they, they satirize that expertly, and his voice is fucking absolutely killer. Yeah, just to put a... Put his real name on it. Stephen McCaddy does a fucking awesome job. No, his his real name yeah. is Johnny Dead Eyes, <laughs> and he looks exactly like a combination of Willem Dafoe and Ethan Hawke. He does. You yeah. nailed mm-hmm. it. You fucking nailed it. I do. Thank you. I love the transformation that he goes. To, so the beginning of the movie, he kind of just walks in and he's talking to Laurel Ann and a little bit to I can't remember if Sid's there or not when he first walks in, and there, he's just like. Hey, I'm here. I'm doing my thing. You hear his voice over the opening credits where he's telling the story of the dog and Pontypool and whatever French word and all that other stuff. But then, like, I love watching him when the when the lights turn on, the, the switches get flipped, him transform into the guy with the back with the upside down headphones leaning in and just like making love to the microphone and just like cool, silky voice comes out. Good morning. On the ones and twos. Welcome. CLSY. You're listening to Radio 660 The Beacon. I don't want to move past the intro uh, without hitting it harder because it is that that <laughs> is fucking poetry. Hit it harder, Jack. Yeah, this I is like I loved said. That. It's it's a very theatrical movie. That is the like that is the monologue that you greet the audience with. It's fucking awesome. And that speech that he gives, which isn't on the air or anything, I don't think, but is wonderful. And it's got such cool like referencing Norman Mailer. In that, a guy who, like, became famous for dramatizing his own journalism, right? Like, literary nonfiction, kind of pioneering that genre. And then a movie where they are doing just that is all very cool shit. Yeah, I agree. Great. it's a, He's a great character. And you need that role, considering what this movie is, to go back to what we mentioned about how this is essentially just, a, like, a fishbowl episode of something. Yeah. Feature length. Uh, fucking carries it, man. Yeah, it's great. Absolutely. While we're highlighting performances, I'll also say that Ken Comey in The Sunshine Shopper, <laughs> all-time vocal performance. The arc that guy goes on with the with the tape of the helicopter blades in the background all the way to him being trapped in a grain silo yeah. and saying the word sample a hundred times. <laughs> <laughs> Why did he have a baby voice when he's succumbing to the... The, kid, the kid did when, when... So the dude who's chasing... Ken Comey, yes. who, by right. the way, is played by uh, Rick Roberts. What, whatever woman's big son, her large lad. Oh, and I keep saying it wrong. It's Ken Loney. I typed it wrong. My bad. Uh, yeah, he's being chased by some large teenager dude, and he falls down and hurts himself and dies in the grain silo. Uh, and he listens into what he has to say. And you're right. There's like this weird baby voice that comes out. I don't know. They thought it was creepy. Okay. That's, That's kind of creepy. Jack, nitpicks come later. I'm just curious. He's just talking. Because it was, was kind of creepy. So it does right. It does right. It's kind of creepy. If there was a reason for it, it could have been. <laughs> I don't think there was a reason for it. Okay, then it isn't. Jake, I don't think you've said anything that you think the movie does right yet. I mean, I've agreed with the points that you've made. Okay. I, I literally just added on that we've talked about how this is a fishbowl and that his character is essential to this. That's what I would have said primarily. But you know, I, thanks I have a for note ignoring in this movie. that and saying I haven't done anything. That's fun. I'm just, I, I'm just I, pointing. I have out. a <laughs> it's great note in my notes here. You're from just about halfway questions. through, <laughs> from about halfway through the movie, of I am was having trouble understanding why this is as effective a movie as it is. Like for how just small it is, how fishbowl it is, how theatrical it is. It was very effective, and I was really well, enjoying that. Okay, so what was it effective it. at doing though? Was did you find it scary? Did you find I the, found it the, the virus unique? What was no, it? I found the, the 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 
one, the the idea of the virus propagating through words, very cool. But two, the like building tension while they're doing active reporting on it, like trying to get you know boots on the ground people to call in and figure out yeah. what's going on. It's all very frenetic, and you feel the kind of frustration and fear along with them i mean i think it ties into what we were mentioning about the fishbowl element but to extend that further we we've talked about this a lot um but horror can be more effective when it doesn't show you things and it's not that that's all this movie does but it does a good job of of kind of requiring you to not see a lot of what's happening you're kind of you're locked in the sound studio for the most part and i think that that's a good tactic to help build that tension you're mentioning so I agree Definitely. with that too. Do we have anything else in Hard Does Right? I mean, you already kind of mentioned, I assume this is what you meant by his second speech, but the Obits monologue? Is that what you were talking about earlier? I was talking, no, the speech I was talking about was the speech at the beginning. Oh, because the, the one that's effectively poetry. Yes, the Obits monologue. Also, definitely poetry, and one of Very the most good. incredible pieces of film I've seen in a long fucking time. Of just <laughs> the entire town murdering each other. <laughs> he is. Very he was. Strange. He was briefly survived by his forty-six-year-old wife, who was immediately killed by a truck driven by Homer Saxony. It had real. I think you should leave vibes of the the best baby of the year sketch. It's true, and maybe that's why I liked it. Flattened but... by drunk dump truck driver. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you usually put how they died on <laughs> on an immemorial. I don't think Shut I've, the fuck up! <laughs> I don't think I've heard the word dump truck in a long time. It's in a lot of children's books. I have a couple. Dump truck? Dump truck. Is that what you call them? Kids, well, the, the, in Little Blue Truck, it just gets shortened to dump. Would you Would you call it a dump <laughs> truck? What would you refer to as a dump truck in real, in real a life? A dump truck. What would you refer to it as? Is that what you call it? Yeah. Yes. Huh. What, what is a dump truck? It? What is a dump truck? Dump, a dump it's truck a is a big cup. truck. Dump, dump truck is love. See, it's this is, is happening, isn't it? I don't even know what the fuck <laughs> dump truck is, man. Oh, goodness dump gracious. Dump truck. Do you actually not know what a dump truck is? Is it a garbage truck or is it not a garbage it's truck? It's not a garbage what truck. It's not a garbage truck. I do not it, get mad. I literally started this by asking what a dump truck was. It has a giant metal box on the end that it can lift all the way up to dump everything oh, out Oh, yeah. Of. It's just the thing with the flatbed that you just... Yeah, yeah it has like it usually has like yeah, gravel yeah, yeah, or dirt yeah. or whatever. I don't see them that often, so they basically don't exist. Oh, I see. Yeah. It's a selection bias thing. Sure. <laughs> I think it's remarkable that we, for as many movies as, we, as we've watched, I could probably name on one hand the number of movies that we've watched that are like as interesting as this one is. As it far is as far as what its concept is and it's it's how devoted it is to hitting it and not really apologize. Like it's it it doesn't it doesn't seek out to explain it. It's just saying, isn't this a cool concept? And these are cool characters that we like living in this world and let's just see what happens like that's so fucking cool i'm i'm smitten with this movie i can tell the 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 last thing jack's not so this is very fun we haven't we haven't really even mentioned that although it is heavily a fishbowl episode of a movie there also is a horde of zombies that come in yeah and for a minute the practical like gore parts of this movie are very well done okay Sure. The same Laurel Ann slamming her face against the outside of the literal fishbowl. Biting <laughs> off her lower yeah. lip is pretty creepy looking. Yeah, that yeah, part's and then, good. That part's better than her slamming her head in constantly. Her vomit explosion against the glass. <laughs> the zombies gross. The zombies look good in general, and they also play up. I guess this kind of <clears throat> there's there's a lot of little things that this movie does right, and one of the other ones is the sound mixing, but 
what you get in that scene where there's zombies everywhere is people running around all yelling the same like nonsense phrases. So like when he pokes his head out earlier and Sid screams after him, you can't do this to me, Mark, or whatever the fuck. Or Matt, is his name Mark or Matt? I can't remember. Matt. Grant. His name's Grant. Matt is Grant. Grant is Matt. Hey, listener, if you're Jesus doing if you're Christ. doing bingo, just mark the one where Mark gets names wrong. <laughs> <laughs> if you hadn't already, it was Christ. performative though. No, uh, but then so then later there's like zombies running around that are screaming things from earlier from the doctor's office. Another one runs by screaming what Sid was yelling out the door earlier. Another one is yelling a completely separate thing. I mean, it's it's truly. And then all over the radio is playing the the. Uh, like the chorus that they recorded earlier of yeah. Sid is alive in here. Sid is alive in here is playing outside. And then people are running through the halls screaming that too. Which, why did they do that? To distract, to get them out of the building because they were playing it externally. I see. So the zombies went out because they're attracted to sound and speech. And then they learned the phrase and came back in. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I, mean, I, I don't know. You guys, Makes a ton of sense. I fucking love this movie. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I like that. I don't have anything else in hard does, right? Me neither. So let's talk about what the movie does middle, then. I don't have any does middle here. You uh, have I, anything? It's, it's hard because I have a mix of does right and does wrong in the overall concept. Yep. But it doesn't belong in does middle because the parts it does right, it does very, very right. And then the parts it does wrong, I think, really fucking suck. So I had a bit of a hard time. So should we just change this category to what the movie just does? No. <laughs> <laughs> now you're just talking about movies. It has to be more structured, Mark. I had a bit of a hard time with the length of this movie. I don't know if either of you did. I didn't think that it was good or bad. It runs over an hour and a half by Justice Gosh. And for how... It's an hour 35. Yeah, how contained this is. I I, I will give you that the I credits like are like this... two minutes long. So that's actually quite a lot of runtime because usually the credits are pretty long. Yeah. Um, For how fishbully it is, if we're going to use overuse that word, I'm just going to keep doing it. We already uh, have. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to keep doing it then to make sure we really, you know, drive the nail... In hey, once whatever. the horse is dead, no reason to stop beating. Exactly. It, you well, know? feed it, right? No feed harm, it, no foul. Feed it, feed it. Once the horse is dead, once the horse is fed, feed it, feed it. No reason to stop feeding it. That doesn't work that way. My joke doesn't work that it way. It does. I mean, damn it, Peta. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. Because hmm. <laughs> it just won't eat at that point, right? Right. It's just gonna be like, I don't want any more of this. Whereas at least like, and you then, get the yayas out beating on an already dead horse. No harm, no foul. Yeah, at that point, it's just a mass of matter, right? Like all of us. Or some shit. Yeah. I don't know what is. <laughs> what is it? Whatever. It's a ninety-five minute movie, but it's taking place. It, on one hand, it helps to build tension for a lot of the movie. On the other, there there is an element of this that it's been a long time since I watched it the first time, but I don't remember feeling like it started to drag, and I'm I it kind of did a little bit for me this time. So I'm, I'm putting it in middle because I think by and large it serves the movie, but it doesn't always uh, stick the landing. I agree with that. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, it's interesting. You are the only person who's seen it twice, so I don't know. I, it's been so long, though. Like it's just a memory, man. You know, I was I was glued to this one. I remember. I mean, I can't fucking find it on the site now. I would love to know what I wrote about it. I can't find it. I can't search. I can't use a computer these days. Okay, you want to talk? I'm blaming that? myself, but I tried <laughs> finding it. And I couldn't do it. I'll I'll see if I can find it. Um. The other thing that I want to talk about and what the movie does middle or possibly what the movie just does is 
What a wild Lawrence of Arabia play that oh. was. Oh <laughs> my god. I, that I was a, does wrong because why did they have kids in black brown face? <laughs> that that was not does middle for me. I mean it's funny. Yeah, that's it, very I think much does wrong. The only reason the the movie's not trying to make that like to glamorize that or tell no, us that's no, neat. It's, it's there to be like the thing that is on <clears throat> public radio at eight in the morning. It fits what's happening here. Like it, it's it's the it's the performance. It's it's basically like the same joke that Parks and Rec makes a hundred times of like the crazy shit that goes down to the town hall meetings. It's just yeah, like but Parks this and Rec the... did it without actually depicting someone in eh. brownface. Whatever. I I still think it lands more as funny. Like, there's been plenty of shit that is objectively like wrong and horrifying. Like, do you remember the episode of Sunny where the gang goes jihad? Like, don't do that. But it was still funny. <laughs> Okay, I yeah, I, think I found it. it I found it way. in one search. You did it in March of 2017. 2017. We have a search function on our site. Yeah, I used it. It returned no results. I coded that in myself, Jake. That's why it doesn't work very well. <laughs> I, I it works I, perfectly. You, you type cap- in Ponty Pool, it comes. Did right you use up. A capital P? Yes. No, I didn't. That's the problem. No, no it's not way. capital. That's I, the problem. I could tell. I guarantee. I you typed it's in P O N T Y P O L. It said zero results. I don't know what to tell you guys. You you didn't type that. You typed something else. I typed it. It comes up with a lowercase p as well. I'm trying it again. I'll show you. I tried it. This is riveting. Riveting for the listener. I don't give a fuck about the listener. Come on. Um, Do you want to know what you had to say about it? You gave it five and a half hot takes. Is that oh, a, it's going to work this ten? time. It's going to work this time. Cool. You know when you're like trying to show someone something and it never fucking happens? Like, oh, now it's <laughs> Yes, going, I do like, know that, except for usually that's, that's like cause because it's an intermittent problem not because you had that, a typo this had to be time, very clearly problem. this could have been an intermittent problem Wait, i literally typed in the same thing you're, you're like three sentences away from talking about you fe- fell through a wormhole you're from an alternate dimension where it didn't show up in the search you're not wrong hey you're jack from a different jack dimension. have you heard about the bernstein bears <laughs> do you want to start <laughs> the bernstein bears <laughs> berenstein bernstein berenstein 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 <laughs> Yes, that's. Ah, uh, that was Berenstain. It's the Bernstein. I thought it was actually more different than it you was. You thought they fully changed it from <laughs> Berenstain to Bernstein? Fully, <laughs> fully. I thought it was just B E R N. This is the. I Goldstein can't even get bears. my Mandela effect stuff right. <laughs> I think it's my brain that's inter- having inter- intermittent issues. Yes. What did I, What did I write? Okay, you want me? You wrote a whole long thing. Here oh, we go. don't no, don't do it. If it's long, don't do it. Pontypool had been on my list for a while coming into this year. I'd heard somewhere that it was a Valentine's Day horror flick, so I decided Mark, to fire stop. it up around the holiday. In a smoother, deeper radio voice, please. <laughs> I'd heard somewhere that it was a Valentine's Day horror flick, yeah. so I decided to fire it up around the holiday in a feeble attempt to get some joy out of a truly rage-inducing shit heap of a holiday. It's true. Wow. Fuck, Val- Valentine's Day is the worst. Get the fuck out of here. Did it deliver? Well, I can tell you right now that Pontypool is a V-Day movie like Halloween is a Halloween movie, which is to say it has absolutely goddamn nothing to do with the holiday. Bong. <laughs> we do need to fire up the soundboard for this. But it has some shit yeah, lazily hung up, on, <laughs> hung up that lets you, you know there. the time of year during which it takes place. Outside of that, I actually got a, I got it. I actually sort of enjoyed Pontypool. I actually sort of enjoyed Pontypool. It sucks when you're reading along and seeing all the mistakes I'm making. <laughs> it's fine. You're doing it in somewhat of a sultry voice, so it's better. It is an interesting take on the over on the overdone zo- zombie subgenre where the infection causing the Z-wordism is transmitted through spoken word. It sounds like a little hokey, but it was pretty well done, and I like the isolation of the sound booth the main characters are working on as a setting for the movie like this. I'd give it a soft recommend. 
<laughs> what would your sound effect to go out with be for that? Boy, oh, a boy, okay, yeah. okay, 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 <laughs> okay, a boy, got it. Party horns, <laughs> something like that. Just oh. a chopper noise. Whatever. We're not at ratings yet, but I don't. All, I don't have much of a different take. Okay, that's interesting. I'm going to talk less about the V Day part, but you know. Yeah, this was a Valentine's Day movie. There were hearts and occasionally, cards. and car- uh, hearts on cards and on hanging ornaments. Hearts and cards and hanging. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Does wrong is where we're at. Uh, the first thing I'd written down was this reminded me of the precise reason why Coast to Coast with Art Bell became a shitty, paranoid right-wing lunacy show. Are you just? But the thing Jack, about you that, love that, so show. what the movie does wrong is that it depicts media. Yes. Okay. Are you? Are, <laughs> okay. Cool. Wow, that took a it turn. accurately represented it. <laughs> I was gonna say, did did Art Bell's show change that much, or did you become incapable no, no. of watching Art his, Bell's show? His, no, his show changed a lot, and it changed mostly when George Norrie took over as host. Art Bell's show used to be mostly about. Wait, aliens. how is it still Art Bell's show if George Norrie's the host? It's Coast to Coast with George Norrie instead of Coast to Coast with Art Bell, but the show's oh, still called Coast gotcha. to Coast with Art Bell. With George Norrie. Featuring George Norrie. Oh, God, Nori. is that what it says? To honor his I legacy, they kept his care. name on the show. But instead of being Where does... 90% aliens and Bigfoots and bottomless pits and, and awesome stuff like that, and then 10% fringe conspiracy stuff, now it's 95% the government's putting control chips in vaccines and 5G is coming to kill you and just right-wing fringe conspiracy lunacy. I mean, yeah, conspiracies have kind of evolved a little bit Holy in, in shit. a bad direction over time. But I have a question. Where does Space Ghost Coast to Coast fit into that whole thing? Ooh. I mean, it's kind of a... That's one of the things they were parodying on Space Ghost. Okay. We don't talk enough about Space Ghost. That show was Space Ghost awesome. was a cool I, show. I need to... <laughs> We were a little bit too yeah. young. Yeah, to I need really to go and first watch came out like, to an episode of it now because like I never got into it. <laughs> I, yeah, I need to go back. I used to really like it as a kid, and I haven't seen it in twenty years. And yeah, could you have comprehended? And I think you I just liked it because it was like funny and weird. You didn't get all the like subtle pillowing. Right, doing. exactly. I just yeah. I just liked it for the talking praying mantis and and Borak or whatever his name was. <laughs> I am going to add here that apparently I watched Pawnee Pool the same month that I watched Spring for the first time. Ah, Both so one was a bit overshadowed movies. by the other. It might have been, because I wrote spring, my section was Spring, Pawnee Pool, and then a movie called We Go On that I'm having trouble remembering. <laughs> so I will say, I gave I gave We Go On one half star more than Pawnee Pool, and I remember Pawnee Pool infinitely more than We Will Go On, so that's saying something. Six phobias for We Go On. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. But that's not what this cast is about. <laughs> but seriously, what the movie does wrong is... I don't like it when it starts to try to explain what's going on. I hate it when they have three straight minutes of the doctor bullshitly expositing directly at the camera. And then I hate it when he comes up with his solution and then it sort of works and it makes no fucking sense at all. I think they were doing a a lot of what I had in what the movie does wrong is also tied up in the doctor. A, because like he's just an exposition vehicle that literally crawls in through an open window and starts telling them what is happening. And yep. though I generally like the core concept of the movie, the way that they deliver that had been so elegant and interesting up to that point. And then it's just like sledgehammer. Here's what's going on. Here's how the zombies work. Seemed kind of like a weird shift in, in writing. And secondarily, I don't know why they made him an MD. Why why is he a doctor? The doctor angle has basically nothing to do with this aside from the fact that he has an office. Why not make him 
a linguist or some type of like language Ooh. arts professor from the local community college. You know, give him give him a slightly different Why angle. Why is he a PhD? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Make uh, him a PhD, and not maybe like a the book will explain. It's a good point. I didn't like infuriate me. He he that, just struck- that would have made. That would have made him being wrong about what a virus is make sense. Exactly. <laughs> it, it's it's a simple change yeah. that fixes a lot. So whether it's in the book <laughs> or it's adapted for screenplay doesn't really matter. Uh, I'm assuming he's a doctor doctor and they just like couldn't use all of that stuff because they wanted to make this contained. Yeah, maybe. Some that, Jack- doesn't, that doesn't let it off the hook. Yeah, we can. Well, I'll put a pause on this one until Jack weighs in on what the book actually says once the Hawaiian Public Library gets him a copy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, did he say he was going to rent it? I already have yes. it on. I asked them to. They, they didn't have it, and I have it on. I asked them to get a copy of it for he me, went down and to his, doing so. He went down to his local library and demanded a book called Pontypool. I actually didn't go to my local library. I went to my old local library. The new one I don't have a membership to, and it's confusing. Do you so have, have to have different the memberships? Wait, there's two, different, there's two different libraries? They're on a different system? I guess. That's weird. I Does don't like that. only one of them use the Dewey Decimal System? Neither. No one should use the Dewey Decimal System. What's yeah, wrong with the Dewey Decimal Dewey System? Dewey was an idiot. Fuck that guy. No, it's fine for like all the same kind of stuff, but why use the Dewey Decimal System when I can organize it by... Ah, there's a... I don't need to get into my issues with the Dewey Decimal System right now. I'll be here forever. Let's save it for the Patcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! This is the save, Jack is pedantic. Save cast. it, yeah. Save it for the morning radio episode we're gonna do. <laughs> I, hey, listeners, if you're just tuning in, I got a lot of thoughts on I, Dewey. D- I can't system. do morning radio. I can do like late night radio. Okay, do late night radio. Well, that's more of when I just start doing Scott Farrell doing his gambling takes on Pittsburgh sports and shit. You okay, know? do that. Well, the Penguins had a bad game. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Penguins had a bad game tonight. They couldn't get anything going on the line. What the fuck's Gino even doing on a team anymore? Don't bet the Penguins. They play the Flyers next week. Fuck them. Flyers cover. Things like that. He's Jake, just this is by yelling. far your best impression. He's just fucking yelling into the mic and smoking. I am assuming he's in a dimly lit room that's maybe half the size of this studio office and just absolutely chain smoking like maybe a carton a day. What I'm getting from Doesn't this is that we need to put on for as one of our podcasts, we need to put on a radio play. I actually feel like that sports. wasn't very good for L. I can do better. Jack calls in with very various, various impressions, and I I don't know. I host as usual. <laughs> <laughs> I host as usual. <laughs> I could I can also tell you that when I do an impression of Pharrell, I can do it for roughly a minute, <laughs> roughly at most. thirty seconds, and then yeah. your voice craps out. I'm gonna try to find like a good version, and I'll put it in the chat for you guys. Also, why does the doctor say what they need is a flamethrower? A flamethrower would not help them get out of that situation. Wait, does he at say all. that? I don't remember him saying that. Yeah, he says we need what we need it here is a flamethrower. I mean, he's clearly not a good doctor. He's not good at anything. <laughs> we gotta move past it. Yeah, okay. The doc, the doctor is bad. Doctor man, bad. Doctor is bad. Doctor bad is, is bad. doctor. Yeah. Yeah. Bad, bad is cup. Doctor. Cup. Can. Doorway. Koozie. Now we're just naming things that we can see. We're really bad at this game. Yeah, I would die. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Did it confuse you, Jack? Box. Yeah. The microphone. Oh, my God. <laughs> I looked over to my notes for a second. I tuned back in and you're just free associating, but poorly. Yeah, not doing that well. I can't do anything right now. <laughs> I, I, all we have to do is say random words and, we're, and we can't do it because we just name the things that are directly in front of us. <laughs> the man's really got me down. I can't break free. Uh. Hey, you know what else this movie does wrong? What? This is escalated from nitpick. <laughs> but Sydney in the booth with the marker, uh-huh. it like 
in between, there's like a smash cut to her having written 17 markers worth all around the walls of the booth. What the fuck? Yeah, I'm assuming they had to be in there for quite a long time for that to happen. And she needs 15 markers. And what was she even writing? She was just writing all of the words that people were saying that hadn't driven them mad. I think I have no idea. I, I think know. she was writing all of the words that they had already said. That had real they cut a couple of important scenes out between those two vibes. Perhaps. Well, they might have just had some like word in here, time is passing, we're trying to figure it out, and then they felt like, oh, this movie's already over ninety minutes. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> we can get rid of this scene where we're just rambling for five minutes. Yeah. Uh I do feel like this is one of those one we talked about this a little bit on the um what was the train movie with the Geiger skeleton, the Midnight Man, the Empty Man, the Empty Man. That's the, not a tr- that's not a train movie. What are you talking it has, about? It has bridges. Sorry, a bridge train movie. movie? Bridges, uh, a bridges movie. <laughs> bridges, trains, same thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, trains, use trains bridges. go that over was bridges. A train bridge. It was a train bridge. In your defense. You see how I got there? Trains and bridges. Uh, There's always a bridge. We Mark. talked a lot about Jacques Derrida and deconstructionism in that one. Okay. I feel like he yeah. would probably also have a lot to say about because he wrote a ton about like the intrinsic language of meaning or meaning of language <laughs> and how to deconstruct it into its basal thoughts. I feel like he would have some really interesting things to say about this movie, but I'm not really able to connect those two dots. So if you know Derrida, you know. What make him watch this and then have him call into our morning show? But again, I think for for hey, him buddy. to have a lot of interesting stuff to say, <laughs> the movie would have to make more sense cohesively. Like it would, the movie would have to have a better idea of what it's saying about language, and it has no idea because the, the I, word I, the word kill being the one that infects Sydney at the end, uh-huh. and then they cure her by kiss. changing kill into kiss. Yeah. One, no one's ever said kill before in the movie, so if that's how is that an infect? What? Why is that the infected word they choose when they've never said it before? Like, just the they say there are words that are infected, but they never like do any work to show well, which infected words led to an infection. Is that that big deal for them to not know what it is? And also, like, is it changing? Right? Like, is it different strains of a virus? So, well, the it's, words I mean, are changing. You definitely Obviously it's multiple, multiple words, and yeah. it also different people have different words because he says sample back to Ken once Ken starts saying sample, and he's fine. Yes. Yes. Uh, so it makes no. So it just makes no fucking sense at all. I think. It, I think it makes sense. It's just random and kind of unfulfilling. Like, does your immune so system block this virus to where you're not going to get run down or not? But if it's random, then why is it only in English that it does it? Because that's random too. Maybe. <laughs> just because they didn't think about it. I at mean, all. everything's <laughs> random, dude. Why the Big Bang happen? You're talking. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> The fuck. Some atoms spin up and some atom atoms spin down, Jack. That's all I can give you. <laughs> yeah, they didn't. I don't even think atoms do it. that. Also, it's like no. That's you're subatomic. thinking of electrons. They weeble up. You're thinking and, of electrons and, have up, and, spin, and, and down. down. Yeah, some some weeble and some wobble. Yeah. That's a weeble electron, whereas that one over there, <laughs> that's, that's a wobble, wobble electron. <laughs> that's how quantum physics works. You get the weeble electron with the wobble electron and separate. And them. don't even get me started on wobble strings. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds right to me. I'm blowing this whistle. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Why did we care to set this on Valentine's Day? There's no reason to. Maybe they were commenting on the meaninglessness of the words spoken on Valentine's Day. 
Oh, yeah, for sure. That actually, oh, my God, you made it a knee pick. <laughs> oh, my God, you just really, you just fucking didn't waste a quarter of a second. Turned, it turned right on its head. A nitpick to a knee pick. I love that. Hmm. Hmm. We say a lot um, of dumb shit, don't we? And none of it's meaningful. <laughs> when, yeah, why don't you the, like this uh, movie the, more? <laughs> what's the engineer's name? Uh, Laura Lynn. When Laura Lynn is bashing her head into the glass, Laurel Ann, sorry, is, excuse me. Laurel Ann is a very low budget movie, but she is so clearly pounding her hands on the glass first before her head hits to not actually hit her head on the glass. But it looks so like she's clearly, very clearly not hitting her head on the glass at all. And it's very poorly done. I disagree. I really like that scene. I mean, the scene it is fine. It just I'm didn't not look an expert like in, in stage head bashing like Jack is. But I don't I remember her hand. I well. saw this movie a while ago. I don't know. I didn't see anything wrong with it. Laurel Ann played by Georgina Riley, by the way. I thought I, everyone in this movie does a, does a very good job. We've already highlighted. The doctor doesn't do a very no, good job. No, the doctor is not great. He's fine. He jumps out that window real good. But the all of the employees of the radio station do a good job. I agree with that, yes. Sure. Why did he closed his phone when he says goodbye to Ken, when Ken is dying. Ken called the radio station, not him on his cell phone personally. And then the movie they forgot that and had him close through. Patched to his through. cell phone? A cell phone? To, to the host's to a cell, cell phone. phone. Yeah. That isn't plugged into they, anything. Well, cell phones often aren't plugged into anything, Jack. But it's broadcast over the air. You can for- Why would they patch it through? You can forward from- calls to other numbers. And so what you're suggesting is that Ken called the radio station. Yes. The radio station has some sort of device where it splits the frequency of the call. Half of it, or it's go, it duplicates it, because it's going still out over the air. That's how we're all hearing it. Uh-huh. And then it's also going directly to the host's cell phone. Yep. For what reason? Even though he's got headphones on and can hear the call, that's on the over the airwaves. I, uh, yep. That's, that's what you're suggesting. Yes, I am. Okay. Then, then nitpick for that system. <laughs> Why have that system? That's how radio works, Jack. That's how that's how all the <laughs> let's, all the big radio stations do it. My my yeah, my quote coming in was almost let's do or let's make radio. Uh and it wasn't, but that is how they make radio, Mark. On that same scene, I think I don't really understand why Sid wants Ma- uh, Mazzy to punt the story when like shit's getting real. I mean, yeah, they're listening to him die a horrible death but also a they're apparently the only people in the region who are actually covering this thing and b i feel like any radio producer would think that shit was a gold mine no that that's a but that's a that's like i mean that's the first thing you learn in like ethics of journalism right <laughs> don't cut is, cut away from a dying person no is do not broadcast someone's death if you can avoid it yeah okay yeah we just said the same thing but yes but if you're doing it then don't cut away yeah, you, Mark, you said don't cut away from the dying person. No, I well, I started saying one thing and opposite. I changed the exact. There was opposite. a there was a half step where I stopped and I changed and it was a new sentence. You, you didn't. Hear, <laughs> oh, I see. You didn't hear the full stop. What? Don't what? cut. What? Full stop. <laughs> away from the dying person. <laughs> yeah, don't exclamation point. Cut away from the dying person. Period. <laughs> Throw the cow over the fence some hay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Works up contingency? End. Question mark. No! <laughs> Exclamation point. Money down. <laughs> I hate it so much. I hate joke. it so much. Um, at the end of the movie, when they've realized that kill is an infected word, they also demonstrate that he knows the French word for kill, 2A or 2. 
but he continues to say kill. He's like speaking in broken French and then using the infected word kill when he knows the uninfected French word for the same word. Why? Then and, and why didn't he get infected? Because we we've already we could, established that different people have different traditions. Yeah, and we could we could honestly continue this for days. We could do this for for days, Jack. Like, I could. I don't think I have four I, pages of I, notes. Yeah, we're then going to go into like how it could extend into other languages. We could never stop on this point. I, the okay. book will tell you unequivocally. Then I I'll, am certain. Yeah, Tony then Burgess I'll go has to a the more answer. Concrete nitpick. What is that? When he's trying to smash the speaker towards the end of the okay. movie, he's using a hammer to bash the front of a metal plate. Yeah. That's how he's... There's a clear gap. He could just pry the hammer in there yeah. and pop it out. No, pr- He's just bashing the flat face of a metal plate with a hammer. I had a he's an hammer. idiot. It's not I what you recommend. It's not, it's not what you're looking for. <laughs> okay. That was... Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'd beat up a speaker. I have a nitpick that we already discussed, <laughs> but it wasn't in this section, so I'm just going to reiterate that I do think it should be a nitpick because I feel like I need to do that now. Uh, Lawrence uh, and the Arabians band. Um, don't do that, maybe? Yeah. So that's a nitpick. Kind of like it. the garb. With the garb. It's a nitpick with the garb. <clears throat> you don't have to go that. You're on radio. You're on radio for a reason, you know? Uh, yeah, that's the part that I find hilarious. That's why it, it's that funny. They decided yes. to dress up That's for why it's funny. Because it's, it's yes, it's obviously making fun of these fucking small town Ontario assholes who think <laughs> that that's okay. But... Don't do it, so nitpick. It, for the same reason. Like, Quentin Tarantino claiming that he uses the N-word for art doesn't make it any less offensive. Yeah. Did you guys watch to the end of the credits? Where no. they're not dead? Where they are not dead. They're in the 1950s in, like, a, smo- a tropical smoking lounge having a conversation that has nothing to do with the rest of the movie. I didn't really understand it. I didn't watch it this time. It's just a completely watched- separate thing. I watched it the first time, and it's been so long that I just thought that they actually didn't die, and I was going to drop that bombshell later and I, ask the question and be like, so did they not die? No, they bombing? died. They died. I, I Johnny Snake Eyes. That I, was his name, right? Johnny no, Dead Eyes. No. <laughs> Johnny Dead Eyes, yeah. Grant Mazzy. Johnny Dead Eyes. <laughs> Where are you getting? I think that's his name. That's what he calls himself. I remember that. Oh, he calls himself that in the movie? Yeah, in oh. that, that part. I, I didn't watch it this time. Oh, in that part. They go by different names. Yeah, That's Jack, why I thought they were still alive. Just so you know, A, the the end credits are not long, and they, it actually still provides a lot of I, detail no, to Mark, the story. I forgot. I, I was a little little tuned up when I watched this. I did I did watch the Johnny Dead Eyes part. Oh, yeah, okay. The and then, yeah, there's just like this weird like smoking lounge thing happening at the end. It's very fucking weird. I liked yeah. it. But it was weird, and it's like, is there a black and white thing going on? Yeah, yeah it's it black goes and from white. black yeah. and white back to. He's color, in like right? a pinstripe suit. Yeah, very weird. It's so fucking strange. I didn't get it. <laughs> I don't think there's anything. To get. I don't think I there's think, anything. To I get, think it's just yeah. like another thing that they that wanted to do. That's what this movie is—just a bunch of things. That's don't what worry too much about it. Is <laughs> <laughs> we're deconstructing everything on this episode? I think. <laughs> yeah, we're expert deconstructionists. Yeah. This this listening to this. Yeah, I'm podcast an expert deconstructionist. Counts. I just immediately jumped to well, the Big Bang happened. <laughs> some electrons weeble. Fuck and wobble. Others wobble. Careful. Yeah, some weeble, others wobble. Never, never weeble. Yeah, and never wobble. do the Can twain you shall imagine? Meet. <laughs> <laughs> we get a second Big Bang on our hands. Yeah. You don't want that. I have one other nitpick, okay. and it has more to do with digital rentals of things than the actual movie itself. Okay. Um, I fucking hate. 
when this happens, where a movie that is bilingual has subtitles for all of the non-English parts, where on the screen, the it's film the... itself is saying what they're saying in French. Yeah. And then, because I am watching with subtitles through Amazon, Amazon subtitles it as foreign language being spoken, and it's that subtitle goes the, over the top covers of the Covers the one word that they put. <laughs> it's the literal worst. I hate it. This happened it happens with so this often. movie. Two things yesterday. Hannah and I have been watching that show Irma Vep on HBO, what? and it happens on that where there's a lot of translation, also in French, weirdly. But it's it, not, and it, it's not weird. How is that weird? fucking weird for you? <laughs> it's just weirdly. No, I'm just saying that both movies had French translations. Jack, are that's you still fluent in French, common. would you say? I wouldn't say I'm. It would come back to me pretty quick, and I know a lot of words. I don't think I would say I'm fluent okay. presently. I'd need I'd need a little bit of time. You're like, but I could get by no problem. You could easily pass like French three in high school. Right? Oh yeah, you yeah. would be not proficient, but business proficient. Yes, absolutely. In between proficient and fluent, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, you know, a little bit of a little bit of talking, it'd come back to me pretty quick. I think. Um, but either way, Mark, I totally agree with you. It fucking sucks. So and, yeah, nitpick uh, with Amazon. It's not such a. It's not bad for me when it's in French, and apparently but HBO. in other languages. Yeah. I watched this on AMC Plus directly, and it did the same thing. So. Yeah. So I guess just all digital uh, subtitling services need to be need to have some deference to when there are actual subtitles on the screen natively. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, streaming services. Yeah. Jesus. Jesus. This, I don't. This isn't a nitpick. I don't know where else. I don't know where else to talk it's about. But I've never pick. seen. This movie, I don't think I've ever watched a movie that sucked me in harder, sucked me in more, and then spit me out harder. That's this fucking movie. funny. You hung me? Yeah. Huh. Like, I was so fucking into it, <laughs> yeah, and then yeah. it so fucking upset by it. <laughs> That's interesting. I can't wait to see what the ratings discrepancy is between you two. Yeah, I got I got sucked really hard. I just, <laughs> never, <laughs> I just never got spat back out. <laughs> okay. Okay. Should we go to Let's a show to race? race. <laughs> we over at AZ Horror use a 1 through 10 rating system to rate the movies we watch. For one, think about Jadis, the Queen of Narnia, would rate her knowledge of what you are. And what? Pray tell. Are uh, you. And for 10, think about Alexander would rate how wild he was when he grew up. My father left, my mother died, I grew up wild. Stories first, Kevin Gorch rate these movies. I'm going to give this thing a five for story. Look, it's a brilliant concept executed very poorly at the end. I'm very fascinated by it. I'm giving them a lot of points. I mean, points go to the author of the book. Uh, but I, it's such a cool concept that I haven't seen before. It's really interesting, and it pulled me way, way in. And then it just, they just... If they want to keep waving their hands, that's fine. But they exposit so much that they don't want to keep waving their hands. And what they exposit makes no fucking sense and kind of ruins it for, for me. For the amount of expositing they do, they actually don't exposit like anything. <laughs> yeah, it's nothing. They just make it make less sense. See, the doctor just comes in and talks in circles. Jack, what, what was the, the movie would be? What was the I gave it a five. Okay. The movie would be so much better without any of that dialogue. Jake? I gave it higher. I gave it a seven. I, high level, I agree with you. I think this is a fascinating story, and I don't have as much of a problem with you. I will see how often this comes up or in how many different applications it's applied. I don't have as much of a problem as you with the expositing that does happen or where it spat you back out because, like, these people are talking. Like, they're just, like, trying to make sense of it, and they're obviously wrong about a lot of things, right? 
like whatever. I I liked watching them go through the process of trying to figure out what's going on, and like I didn't really care if they knew or not. Like they thought they the doctor in particular thought he knew. I don't know, whatever. I get, I get, yeah, I guess what what rubbed me the wrong way was the movie is portraying it like the the two characters at the end are correct about it. Their theories are correct, and that's where it got me pissed off. But Mark, what about you? I read the ending very differently. Like they thought they were. I don't know. There's no. There's no like bigger force that's happening in that movie to tell me whether they're correct or incorrect. The woman does not become a zombie at that point in time. Yeah, I mean, they seemingly have stumbled upon something, but not necessarily. They clearly don't know a way of dispersing the cure other than saying random words into a microphone. Yeah. Um, I went even higher. I gave it a nine. I think that this movie Whoa. The, the, real high. The core real high. concept <laughs> like I said yeah. in what the movie does right, yeah. I can count on probably one hand the number of movies that I think are truly unique that huh. we have watched in this experiment of ours. And I was continued I continued to be blown away throughout the entire movie about how creative it was. It does obviously have its weaknesses with some ham fisted attempts at exposition that I'm not really even willing to call exposition because like I just said, we don't actually get much information from right. that guy. They're just talking. So then what is it though? They're just what, talking. What its purpose? I, it's 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 almost like this weird like waiting for Godot talking in a circle style appearance from another character. It's mumblecore. No, because Mumblecore... No, it's not. It's it's a joke. No, it's not. (laughs) They're too old. They're too old. (laughs) Fuck it. Yeah, that's what it is. That's that's why it's not Mumblecore. They're too old. They're not in their 20s. (laughs) Christ. (laughs) The The other thing we haven't talked about much is the actual mechanism of telling the story. One of the reasons why you were sucked in so hard, Jack, is because the first half of this movie is a masterclass in emergent storytelling through multiple different, like, viewpoints. They have the BBC guy call in, and he's all, like he's you know uh patronizing to them and trying to get this story out of there and they don't know what's going on and there's the internal monologue whatever <laughs> pedantry <laughs> <laughs> thank you and they don't know what's going on they're having their own internal monologue off mic of like whether or not they're being pranked you have Ken Lomi calling i mean i i thought i think the way the story develops throughout this is damn near impeccable with the exception that the whole detour that they take into the doctor is a bit strange. Yeah. Well, that's going to take us into world building and immersion. And I put all that stuff into world building and immersion mark. Cause that is the stuff that immersed me so hard. Also, they do build a very cool world. You even, even though they're only in this building, you feel how small of a town Pontypool, Ontario is. It's very cool. Um, they do a very good job. I gave it an eight for world building and immersion, despite being sucked out, so hard at the end when everything sucks. I still think overall it is a tremendously effective movie, and they do a lot with a little. Jake. Yeah, I gave this a seven as well. Uh, I don't really have anything different to say. I think that the setting, the world, primarily of that audio booth, that is kind of their whole fucking world at the end right there, huh? <laughs> yup. <laughs> That's about your whole world right there. Uh, yeah, that, that was really, really strong, so I enjoyed that. Mark? I gave it a nine. I think we're all relatively in alignment. I'm clearly smitten with this movie. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> it's going to take us into Scare Factor. Uh, I gave it a four for Scare Factor. The idea... Uh, three. I gave it a three for Scare Factor. Oh, wow. Sorry, it's going down. Thing. It's going down. Said the wrong thing. Said the wrong thing. The the existential threat in this is pretty scary, and the way that they don't know how it's... like This idea of, you know, kind of the War of the Worlds vibe of something's happening outside the station. We don't know what it is, but it's happening live and terrifying. It's pretty creepy, but ultimately I never really felt threatened. I felt more 
intellectually intrigued by the movie than I did scared. The uh, engineer biting off her lower lip was scary, but then her bashing her head into the wall didn't look good to me. So nothing is really scaring me, but the concept is kind of scary. Three, Jake. Yeah, it's like how strong or how far can you go with tension? And one of the things we talked about earlier, a really good way to build tension and something that I think we all like in horror is not necessarily showing, but just letting that breathe and experiencing it through what you don't see, but with people's experiences. And I think it does a good job of that. It doesn't get it to the upper echelons by any means. I gave this a four and a half, but I think that the, like there's some really interesting stuff going on there. Um, And I, I think that, for what this is, it did about as good of a job or as scary a job as it could have done. So kudos for that. It's just not, it's more intellectually, like you said, interesting than it is scary. Yeah. Mark. Yeah. We're, we're all circled up. I gave it a four. I don't have much to add. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Going to effects or judicious lack thereof. I gave it a four for effects or judicious <laughs> lack thereof. This isn't Jesus Christ. Very, what? This isn't, <laughs> they don't slow. do anything and the they, they do, as far as I can, like, the zombies don't look good. They pan by them so quickly because I'm sure they all look like shit if you freeze frame on them. Uh, the only effects they do are the woman biting her lip off and the woman bashing her head into the glass. One of those scenes looks like dog shit to me. Um, I, I don't think this this is, this is they don't do a lot with effects and they don't you, do Jack? the effects they have well. <laughs> I just, this is, what, you what gave effects it a, you do gave they it, have? You gave it a what? A four. Do anything, what effects do they have in this Do you have movie? anything to say from an audio standpoint? I mean, they don't do anything that's truly transcendent from an audio perspective. Oh, I just like they make that. it sound like a radio station, but they have a radio mic. I don't I don't like Like I said, that, that's all. One of my favorite things about this movie is when they have all of the different like clamors of speech coming from different parts of the radio station when like well, zombies what... are running one direction screaming one thing another group is running another screaming I thought that's another, what ju- and then there's stuff playing over the radio was that you or Jack that talks about that scene that was me oh okay yeah then I can see how that if that didn't stick with you it didn't stick with you Jack that felt that no. was like the moment of chaos there's so much tension building and yeah. then that was chaotic and I thought that I, l- I listened to this in, or what list I listened to it as well I watched and listened to it with headphones on <laughs> I still Good. watched it with Good headphones sentence. on. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we get it, Jake. Mark we get it. didn't. Mark didn't. You couldn't see him. I'm a bit slow on the uptake today. Yeah, well, you know. It's fine. My brain doesn't work either, so it is what it is. Anyway, that part hit me. I don't know how you watched it, Jack, but I think it's on me now. I quasi agree with you when it comes to like the... <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to the the actual like the practical that's being used, nothing that this did like by any means blew me out of the water. This isn't a big budget movie. It doesn't need to look amazing. I thought it looked totally fine. Uh, the one that sticks out is the biting of the bottom lip or whatever. Look fine. Uh, audio that scene in particular did stick out to me, and then I think sets it from a sets and prop standpoint, like you don't have a ton to do, but you should do it correctly because they're spending the whole fucking movie there, and it felt right. Like it's not that difficult like they probably just filmed in a sound room at a radio station so i guess good on you uh so it keeps me from going super high but it did a very serviceable job i gave this one a six mark i went even higher i gave it an eight i think that four that feels high what? he feels low that you feels feel high i feel high. perfect <laughs> i'm very comfortable in my own skin <laughs> i i think the so i'm actually kind of surprised that you guys didn't think the zombies looked good because i thought they looked, looked fine quite good mm. the gore that comes from them also very well done the writing on the walls in that like spot that they get trapped in 
I mean, I guess Jack has some issues with whether or not that is plot relevant or important, but I, I mean, it's still a cool like set that they're in. I like that they're. I put that more in immersion than an effect, I guess. But it is an effect. It's set design. If it helps your immersion, then that's part of. Then the effects are. Yeah, but your don't immersion. don't don't double jeopardize or double dip. Double. Well, yeah. you can double jeopardize if one of the categories is directly helping you no. get better in another category. Yeah. That's how all of these yeah. works. Yeah. Just be careful. Just be careful. The sound design throughout yeah, Mark, is also really good. I th- we take haven't care, talked take about care, take care. We haven't talked about the title screen, which is a very. Uh, it's just. It's just like the letters appearing but i do think it's kind of cool the way they like bring it up and it first says typo yeah and then it says typo yeah and then it says like on typo and then it like kind of fills in over time to show how like a word can evolve yeah it's very thematic yeah this movie is smarter and does more from an effect standpoint than i think you guys are giving it credit for Hmm. i think i think i I gave it enough credit You'll find. You gave it the perfect amount of credit. Credit. I, I gave so. it too much credit, and Jack didn't give it enough credit. That's how I felt. And that's an eight. Just seems very, very high for a movie that has very, very few actual like visual effects going on. Seems no, but there are other effects going on. I, I agree. I, I think this would have had. I don't. To have done... I don't. I would not couch this as judicious lack thereof. I wouldn't necessarily either, but I think that it needs to be more for it to reach those upper echelons. It would have needed to do more from an audio perspective for me, where it had a couple moments where I was like, that's cool. I mean, in particular, it's that sequence where everyone's going fucking bonkers in the in the studio. But, uh, yeah, that, that's just, that's reserved for, like, crazy shit to me. Okay. Whatever. It might be, it might be a touch high. Maybe, maybe it should touch be high. a seven and a half, but I thought that the, I thought the effects were good. Let's Fine. move on. That's going to take us into overall, and overall, I'm giving this thing a six. It's feels like I, a tilt-up almost. I feel like you've been It is almost a thing. tilt-up. I, I liked this movie. Like I said, I've, I, this, is, this movie is, is very interesting to me because I've never been so pulled into a movie and then spit back out so hard. Like, mm-hmm. it's really interesting. I was, I was shocked at how effective I was finding it for how small a movie it is, and, and I loved that, and then it just really ruined it everything that had going on i did not enjoy the end of this movie mm. uh but it's it's a very cool it's worth it to it's an unbelievably cool movie uh overall and i enjoyed watching it very much uh just kind of for me missed the landing quite a bit jake i kind of hate you coming in here with your tilt up because i was about to be like see the thing about having watched this twice is apparently it gets better with repeated viewings because i'm giving it i gave it a five and a half i guess the first time i watched this i'm giving it a six and a half now it's a full point up um I don't think mine's much of a tilt given the scores that I gave it this time, and maybe it's just a factor of like having gone through all of the rigor that we put it through because we're very scientific and perfect here. That said, we do. Yeah, that that said, like I I do think this is like you said, Jack, a really interesting concept that is done in a way that I find immersive, but it it's just a movie to me that doesn't stick the landing. Like my memory of it and I think it will continue to be so having watched it that second time is that it was just pretty cool. Like it was a cool thing to watch, but like, I don't remember thinking back on it by any means of being like, this is like one of the most radical, awesome things that I have seen. Yeah. And I think that if it, if it, if it could have done just like a little bit more without going longer, it could have skyrocketed. Honestly. Absolutely. It was a cool they didn't movie. have to tweak much to make this an all-timer. It was a really cool me. movie, though. It was a very cool movie. Mark. I went higher. I gave it a nine. This yeah, is that's fucking high. I 
really liked this movie. I get what Wait, you guys. How many movies it? have you given you a nine it? or ten to, Mark? You I don't know. I'll, t- I'll tell you in a little bit because we have a counting function thing on here. But like, I get what you guys are saying that you wanted a little bit more out of it, and I am inclined to agree. But one of the reasons then I'm you not given it a ten. I'm not pen. Well, yes, but also one of the reasons <laughs> I'm not penalizing it is because I don't know how. I don't have a clear-cut suggestion as to what I would fix it, about this movie. And I feel like if they tweak oh, it... I have a... Shush, Jack. If, I feel like if anything that I would suggest to tweak would be something that would probably, in execution, move it backward. I don't, I don't want them to explain more about this, the plague, not a virus. And I don't want them to... I mean, I and for the record, I got no vibes that at the end of the movie we were led to believe that they had solved the riddle. And fix the problem. Aside from stumbling bass backwards onto one thing one time, so I don't know. I kind of like the random chaos of the storytelling. It worked really well for me. Interesting. I, I just say cut all of the doctor's dialogue. Is I mean for a As start, a that would give well, me yeah, a much turn, better turn impression. him into a different career, right? And give him a little bit more direction, so that he's Have not just l- like an exposition a, machine. Yeah, he's not just a random transient character that ultimately just serves to direct the zombie horde away from them yeah but if you're talking about concrete things that could change that that's yeah. one concrete improvement okay yes but i don't think that's substantially i don't know we're we're split on that one the, i don't think that's substantially the degree the they got towards the solution was a bit of a no it was like a bit of a weird ground for me because yeah. it wasn't like random enough it didn't feel random enough it felt like they were onto something but like not enough like it, they didn't it's, solve it nor was it totally ambiguous i just felt weird it's very disorienting to have an exposition vehicle come in and provide almost no movement in any direction from a storytelling standpoint. That, yeah, that that thing that he just said. Anyway, Mark, you've given five movies a nine. Holy between a nine shit, and a that's ten. all ever. So this is this is the sixth. Holy cool. I'm cool with that. Shit, you're including tens. Yes. Oh my god. Nice. I'm 100 fine with that. <laughs> okay. Well, thirty days of night, alien. Uh, I don't know if you were keeping track while you were going down, Jack. One of them I, is Silence I mean, of the Lambs. Coherence. Yeah. Coherence, you gave a 10 to. You gave The Conjuring a 10. And you gave, uh, there's one more nine, I think. Green Room. Green Room. Yep. So you're uh, heavy early alphabet better guy. This, yes. this oh, you know what? I didn't scroll down. I didn't scroll down even close to far. Oh. Yeah, no. The Invisible Man is on here. His house. I didn't. I didn't even get close. Oh, so to he the gives right. way Jaws, more. Than I that. give. Yeah, I, have I was going to say. I was. Gonna, I was actually starting to develop the thought, but I was like, Mark gives pretty high scores. This, this document is way longer than I thought it was. Yeah, Jack, yeah. We have only been doing it for. We have two hundred ninety-one movies in here. Come on, man. We yeah. haven't even gotten to your next, which is also a perfect ten. I'm willing to give perfect tens to movies because I think they're out there and I think it's important for us to have a stable of movies that we can I've consider. done it now too. Don't look at me when you say that shit. I've given a few tens. <laughs> uh, you turned me, you, you you guys got me there. It happened. It has happened. Cool. Who but are we recommending this movie now to? Now it has to be that for it to happen again. People, I, I people. I, honestly, like this isn't interesting enough. You should be a horror fan, duh. Like we're talking to horror fans, but I think that if you're listening to this, you've already seen it. And I think that if you haven't, whoops. Uh, <laughs> there, however, also, like, I don't know horror, if this is a movie that you can spoil. Or not. Uh, not really, but a horror fan like should see this movie. It's interesting enough that it stands on its own merits. Yes, it's just an interesting film. And English horror fans and English teachers. Like, 
people who are zombie efficient, who have seen a ton of zombie movies, because this is the most unique zombie movie I think we've ever seen. Yeah. Um, very cool. And I think like this, I, there's this idea of like nostalgia for terrestrial radio that I think is very appealing about this movie that I enjoyed very much. Um, what is the, what are, so as opposed to satellite radio? Or podcasts or internet radio. Yes. Terrestrial just seems like a weird word to use there. I said that earlier. That's, that's, what, they call, that's what they call slandered. That's what they call it in the industry. Yeah, slandered okay. in the industry. Mark. <laughs> in the industry. Um, Us insiders, should, Jake. Should come as no surprise that I would be recommending this pretty heavily to anyone who asks for anything adjacent to a horror movie recommendation. Um, Jake, I would be very curious to know if you would recommend this to your parents who are horror fans but are more traditional horror fans. I would guess no. My guess would be no. Uh, well, they also watch a lot of horror films, so I think I would. I mean, they that. watched The Deep House the other day. Yeah, they've so. seen that before, and I haven't seen that. So, But that's a much more like middle-of-the-road yeah. horror movie. No, I think I still would, <laughs> but I would fully anticipate that their take would be more along the lines of, like, that was weird, and then they'd have a lot of questions. You know, <laughs> We disown you. No, get out of here. <laughs> Not about me, but about the Go movie. on, get! <laughs> <laughs> Old yellering me? <laughs> Or Airbud. Oh yeah, it's definitely from Airbud. Or Harry and the Hendersons. It's from Harry. You're right. That's actually where it's from. <laughs> the go on get is literally from Harry and the Hendersons. Old Yeller. He doesn't say go on get. He just shoots him. Whoa! He spoilers. doesn't say anything. Spoilers for Old. Yeah. How dare you? <laughs> Hold on, I gotta go cry. Spoilers from a book from 1932. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's get the hell out of here. Let's do it. This has been episode 258 of the A to Z Horrorcast. If you're still here hanging out with us and you like what we, what we got going on, you can find all of our links in the descriptions below. Those are our social media channels, our website. And as Jack mentioned at the top of the episode, currently Patreon proceeds. Those are going to Planned Parenthood because God knows that's a better source than us, right? But uh, also, as Jack mentioned, there are still some great perks. For example, our highest tier, $10 a month, they are going to be getting some cool coasters made of, I believe, cedar. I keep saying that, and I'm always wrong. It's You're correct. Cedar. No, Fuck cedar's yeah, right. I you got keep it. saying that, got you keep one. being right. I got it in one. They're going to be getting those in the mail very, very soon, so be on the lookout for those patrons that are still here and listening. It's a, it, it, it's a cool thing. So anyway, the music, as always, coming at you from Super Bear. There are links down there in the description below as well. And next week, we are doing Mark's last pick of the current crop. It is Jurassic Park. What? Jurassic oh, yeah. Park. We are reviewing Jurassic Park on this famous horror podcast. Horror Jurassic Park. And we are going to talk First about why. First time viewing for me. <laughs> First time viewing for all of us. And we're going to talk about why. Uh, that'll be a big part of that, I'm sure. Probably actually won't be. Anyway, until then, get your buddies, grab some beers, and go watch some horror movies. Have a great week. I don't need to get into my issues with the Dewey Decimal System right now. I'll be here forever. Let's save it for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.